Hello. Hello. Hey guys, this is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast, and I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Rachel. Over in Jolly Old UK. England. Yeah, she sent us this book, you guys. It's incredible. This is Harris's list of Covent Garden ladies. Or, or <laughs> Man of Pleasure's calendar for the year. 1788. 1788. So when we got it and we were like, we're intrigued. What is this? And if you open it up, it says containing Hmm. the histories and some curious anecdotes of the most celebrated ladies now in the town or in keeping and also many of their keepers. Keeper keepers. This is a gem. I opened it up to one page and just read the first thing I saw. And we were both like, oh, so, um, if you're on the Patreon, we're going to read some of these aloud to you. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Rachel, yourself. Rachel, the fact that you were like, I should send this I think to Kara and Megan, this. it just proves how well she knows us. Yeah. I mean, this is, she's our people. Perfect. Thank you so much. When you read it, it's like one big metaphor, but it's like a dirty, dirty metaphor. <laughs> oh, and it's our kind of, <laughs> we were like, oh, 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 hi. <laughs> You know how mature we are, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, hi. Happy hey I'm so glad that we can record a full episode for you this week oh since we gosh. didn't get you last week. So you guys know we couldn't record last week because mm-hmm. Kara had COVID. My daughter had COVID. Everybody I know Everybody in the is getting COVID, COVID except me because I am superhuman. Absolutely superhuman. There's mm-hmm. no other explanation. No, I don't see it any other way. We re-released The Decapitation of Pearl Bryan. Yep. And when you played it, we were talking about COVID then. Oh my gosh, we were. I messaged like, her and I was like, the irony in this yeah, is just... That we had just... That's the whole beginning is we're chit-chatting. You know how sometimes we chit-chat about COVID. <laughs> it's true. No, you know. So today, no more chit-chat. Getting straight to the point. I have been working on this episode so long because I started it with a lot of excitement. Uh-huh. And then as I started reading it, I was like, oh... I hate Ew. this story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not because it's depressing, though. I'll talk more about it. It's just it a lot. Get... I'll have to explain. It's something. So then I was not going to do it. And then I, I kept going back to it and adding. And then I yeah. was like, you know what? I got to. It'll be fun to tell Kara the story at the very least. I so, love stories like this. Today, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about yet. I'm just going to start talking okay. and then I'm you'll figure it out. Eyes. Okay. Close my eyes. Like just about every single other person on the planet, I watched Tiger King on Netflix. (laughs) Our schools and everything shut down for COVID on March 13th of 2020. And then Tiger King was released on Netflix on March 20th. It was a gift. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're one of the three people on the planet who didn't watch it, here's a very quick recap. I just want to put out there... The eyebrow piercing that hung on the whole entire time for just, dear life, just barely hanging. Just, I think the it wind was fake. Blow it. I think it was fake. I think that's the only explanation I come up with. He wrestled tigers, and they still. I'm still, glad you said that because I didn't even put that in the recap. So good, good, important details. It is. The series follows this guy in Oklahoma who goes by Joe Exotic. Yeah, which is not his real name. No, but I have to say, if you're going to pick your name, that's a good one. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He owned a zoo, sort of. Like, it's not like a real zoo, no. but he called it a zoo. It's yeah. like a privately owned zoo. We all know how those go. There's a lot 
going on in this series. I mean, everything about the man himself, his polygamous relationships, his, his throuple, his music career, which was very obviously him lip singing to someone else singing. His speaking just, voice and the singing voice. No. Man, with him standing next to that truck. And then there were other people around the country who run the same kind of like zoo thing mm-hmm. that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were those characters and they're yep. all like Whoa. wild. And then there's Carol Baskin who owns. Killed her husband. Whacked him. A big cat rescue in Florida. Carol is an animal rights advocate and she wants people like Joe Exotic to not be able to run these zoos. Or, like, buy and sell exotic cats. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. So they have this feud. And we find out that Carol Baskin's second husband disappeared years earlier. And Joe Exotic accuses her of murdering him Mm -hmm. and feeding her to the cats. He had, like, oh, He was obsessed with it. That he would post. So, yeah, like a YouTube channel. And he, like, taunts her. And she ends up suing him. And she wins. And he goes bankrupt. And then there's more drama. And then... He hires someone to kill her, gets caught, and is sentenced to 22 years in prison. Mm -hmm. I know I just told you everything that happens, but you should still watch it. Yeah. Like, no, you you don't understand. It's a train wreck of a series, and you need to watch it. Even though I've told you everything, it's still still worth it for you to watch. It's like watching Not because it's going to be good for you, but just because it exists. You have to experience it, or you're not experiencing life to the fullest. Here's the thing about the Tiger King. There is, and, and also, this is why I had a hard time with this story. There's not a single likable person in the whole thing. It's mostly just this whole thing of like, huh, did he just say that? Did you? Hmm. I mean, like Doc Antle, Jeff Lowe, like gross people. Gross. The I only one that was a collection of repulsive that was likable was the guy that got the arm eaten off. Oh, yeah. He, I don't remember oh, what his name is. his name in there, but he worked there. Yeah. For Tiger King. Again, gross, not likable. Still, you should watch it. Yeah, no, no, no. You have <laughs> if to. I had to, so everybody has to, and then report back to us on your opinions on it. Like, I put this, I was like, I can't even figure out what it was. It was so gripping. Mostly, it was just, you know, what's he going to do next? Well, and we were quarantined and eating a lot and just staying up until 2 a.m. for no reason whatsoever because we could. Yeah, because Tiger King 2 came out recently and didn't have nearly the impact that Tiger 1 Joe Exotic's very existence fascinated me. Oh, his story did not. Um, for what it's worth, I feel sorry for him, of course. I feel sorry for everybody. But well, yeah, I think he's not well mentally. No, the way that he was raised was horrible. Oh, yeah. And there are just all sorts of factors that may have contributed to it or at least exacerbated it. Like he's right. got some mental health issues, mm-hmm. but he's also reckless. Oh, God. He yeah. doesn't display a lot of rational, logical thinking. And he definitely tried to have Carol Baskin killed. Yeah. So I'm fine with him being in prison. I just also feel sorry for him. But if you watch the newer episodes of Tiger King, it looks like um, Jeff Lowe was also trying to have him killed. Jeff Lowe and his wife, they've been banned from operating zoos. And that's just recently happened. And I was really happy. They're at a wildlife sanctuary where they have acres to run on. And when you watch it and that tiger goes out on that land for the first time, it just runs and just starts running around chirping, and it's... I can't see it. Uh, I also hate... Harold I hate the whole big cat thing. And when it comes to people in the Tiger King, I found Doc Antle to be the most hateable person. Okay, have you... Way more than Joe Have you watched any of the episodes about him? No, I can't. I cannot... You don't want to. ...deal with him. You don't He thinks so highly of himself. 
he like had intimate relations with younger women and Mm -hmm. thinks he's like a yoga master and a doctor and he's not he was a magician (laughs) he was a freaking magician doing card tricks so then there's carol baskin herself who and she's not my kind of person but i can't decide what i think of her i mean like do you think there's something about being around big cats that makes you crazy or do you think you're crazy so you gravitate to big cats right i mean i love creatures but i would never own exotic wildlife like that Mm -mm. i mean we have ferrets but i think that's (laughs) as far as it's gonna go today we're not talking about joe exotic okay today i'm telling you the full story of don lewis carol baskin's missing and presumed dead ex-husband okay So, like I said, in Tiger King, Joe Exotic and a couple of other dudes accused Carol of having murdered her husband. A couple other dudes. Insinuating that she fed his body to the tigers using a meat grinder to get rid of any evidence. In fact, you might remember he made a music video for a song called (laughs) Here Kitty Kitty, where he had a Carol Baskin lookalike holding a platter of body parts and feeding them to the tigers. So when I say insinuated, it wasn't subtle. Oh, no, 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 no. Don's 1997 disappearance <laughs> had been pretty much forgotten outside of his family, yeah. I'm sure, until Tiger King came out. Yep. Joe Exotic was obsessed with it. And he oh, wasn't yeah. afraid. No, that was like his life. To say whatever he wanted to say about uh-huh. it. To anyone that would listen. Oh, yeah. Or anyone that wouldn't listen. We all had to hear it. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me it didn't. Hey, thanks, TikTok. So she ran away from home when she was 15. Mm-hmm. She married her first husband, Mike, when she was 17. Mike was abusive to Carol, and they had several really bad fights. After one particularly bad fight in 1981, Carol ran out of the home and walked down the road. So we don't know how old she was, but I know she was still a teenager at this point. Right. So she couldn't have been over the 19, okay? Yeah. She's walking down the road. She's had this fight. There's a man driving down the road, and he stopped to see if she needed help. And he told her, if you don't feel comfortable getting in the car with me, I've got a gun that you can point at me the entire time. Yeah. It's just normal. Yeah, just normal. You hold line. this firearm. It's fine. You can get in the car. I've got a gun. Here, just point it at me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I want to see how you handle this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> according to Carol's own account, he put his hands around her throat mm-hmm. and told her, he could choke her. Mm-hmm. And she said, I know. And then she spent the night in a motel with him. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with him then and there, she wrote in her diary. It's such an underused pickup line. Really like, is. hi, here's a gun. Hold it against and me. And here's how I could murder you. Let if me I hand you a gun, would you hold it against me? And she, that's what I knew. If I put my hands around your throat, will you tell me you love me? <laughs> What a catch, you guys. Mm, mm, oh, gosh. Mm. I have so many objections. <laughs> so yeah, about this. Yeah. So the guy told Carol his name was Bob Martin, and he worked for a wealthy businessman named Don Lewis. That was a lie. He, he was, was Don, Don Lewis, Lewis. And he was 42 years old at the time. I don't know if he originally lied because of his wealth or because he was married with four kids or what. Regardless, Don and Carol began to carry on a secret affair. She became one of his many girlfriends. Mm. Real quick, because I can't not tell this part. In an interview later with the woman that Don was married to at the time he met Carol, her name was Gladys. Mm-hmm. Gladys is going to come up a lot. So yes. just remember who she is. Gladys said they'd had a fight that night and he'd left to go to another girlfriend's house. And on his drive there is when he saw Carol walking down the road. 
And the interviewer was kind of hilarious because it was like this. Um, I'm going to you be him. I'm Richard. Okay. I'm sorry. So he was on his way to another girlfriend's house when... Yes. He met... Uh-huh. Carol took her... Yes. To a... Yes. Hotel or a motel and... Yes. Wow. He was busy. Yes, he was. That was the interview. <laughs> He's like, wait, you, you had a fight and he was going... To see a, one girlfriend, and then he found another girlfriend. And took her to a motel on the way. And Clyde's oh. just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, that is that's how what it happens works. when we fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's normal. Is that why? Why are you making it weird? Is that not how you live your life? <laughs> so, and then Gladys told the story. We've we've heard the beautiful romantic heartwarming mm-hmm. story of how Carol met. Right, Donna. right, right. Then Gladys told the story of when she had met Don. Mm. She was thirteen at the time, and he'd seen her at the store. With her mother. He was 16. She said, I looked up and thought, whew, he sure is good looking. And I turned to see who he might be looking at, and there was no one there. So I said, I guess that was me. My youngest daughter is 12. Same. Or my oldest is 12. So close enough in age for me to imagine what I would do if some 16-year-old boy was winking at her. Oh, I, that 16-year-old boy would not be. No. It's an imaginary boy, and I still want to rip him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also, I can imagine, as a 12-year-old girl, how she would have been like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I get that it's just a three-year age difference. 13 to 16 is Is not exact. Major. The maturity, Mm. physical maturity difference in that is not. And the hormones. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. A little more than a year later, you guys. Remember, she was 13. So she's 14 now. Gladys and Don got married. She was 14 and he was 17. What are we doing? How did this happen? What is this? What is this? Mama said he looked so fine in that grocery store that I could just marry him if I wanted to. Mm. Mm. In 1991, Mm -hmm. Carol and Don each left their spouses, got married, and bought their first big cat together. No! Which is a completely normal way to show your commitment to your relationship. Mm. First comes love, then comes marriage, and then, then comes, comes a kitty and a your kitty large carriage. cat. <laughs> large kitty. Okay, so Don was wealthy when he'd met Carol. Mm-hmm. He'd bought a trucking business, grew it into something pretty profitable, profitable, and then he started buying and selling real estate in Florida. So he was worth somewhere yeah. between five and ten million dollars. Yeah. They started breeding big cats and running a forty-acre sanctuary called Wildlife on Easy Street. They didn't agree on how to run things, though. Don wanted to breed and sell the cats, but Carol thought that was wrong. That's the issue she had with Joe Exotic, too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, she thought the way he profited off the animals was immoral. Yeah. So, basically, Don wanted it to be a business, and Carol wanted it to be a nonprofit rescue. Right. But they got the cats by buying them. Yes. And breeding them. Right. And she says now that her goal is to put herself out of business, that there won't be a need for a rescue. Right. Mm, that's questionable. That's questionable. Where do you get those all, all those leopard print? Yeah, she loves to wear cat print clothing. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't pay the people that work there. I think that's right. They wear different shirts, colors yeah. to show like their level their of seniority. It's these people and the other ones I've talked about, it's all the same. It's like, like this these little awesome. zoos are their little kingdoms. They're all very cult-like. And they get, right. And they get to be the leader. 
She thinks she's a queen we're all the time. Oh my people. god, she does these videos. Hey, cool cats and kittens. Hey, the way cool she talks. Cats and kittens. I'm a terrible person. I I just can't stand her. I, that's why I worked on this episode. I was like, I don't like anybody. I don't like this. Usually, as a writer, when I'm thinking about a story, you need to create a good story. You need a hero and a villain, right? Sometimes, well, you just need somebody to root for. And sometimes it could be the villain that you're rooting for. Mm -hmm. I love it when stories do that. But like this story, I'm like, I got nobody I'm rooting for. The only thing I've got is that Don has at least two daughters, but I think just two daughters. Yeah. I just keep thinking about them. Mm -mm. I just couldn't get too emotionally involved here. No. Things between Don and Carol eventually got so bad that he filed a restraining order against her in June of 1997. He filed against her. Mm Mm-hmm. He told police that she had threatened to shoot him if he didn't leave. Carol claimed that he'd filed the restraining order because she had told him she was going to throw away some of his junk the next time he went to Costa Rica. Because he goes to Costa Rica a lot. We'll get to that in a minute. The petition was rejected. So a judge denied it. Don gave a copy of it to his secretary, Anne, just in case something happened to him. Right. And he also told Gladys, the ex-wife... According to Gladys, he said, I want you to know right now, don't you or the girls or any of the grandkids or anybody be left in the room with Carol alone. But still, Don kept living with Carol. Mm -hmm. Months later, on August 18th of 1997, he disappeared. Don left his home around six o'clock in the morning to make a delivery, and he was never seen again. Carol was the last person to see him alive. Yes. At the time that Don vanished, he had been planning a trip to Costa Rica to sell some used cars and trucks. He had bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica and was loading equipment on a truck that he planned to drive to Miami. His secretary, Anne, said he was supposed to go and get me some VIN numbers and supposed to call me back, and he didn't. That was really unusual because Don and Anne spoke on a daily basis. Right. Yeah, if you're running that kind of a business yeah. and you're that busy, then yeah, you're going to keep up with your secretary. So finally, Anne reached out to Carol, and Carol was like, no, I haven't seen him since yesterday. Do you think I should call the police? And Anne's like, Yeah, yeah, probably. On August 19th, 2002, five years to the day Don Lewis was reported missing, Carol had Don declared legally dead. Soon afterwards, she started dating a man named Jay Mm -hmm. Bakel, B-A-Y-K-A-L. According to Don's daughter, Donna, Mm -hmm. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Jay said he was afraid of Carol. She said, Donna said that Jay slept with a gun under his pillow and that he'd even called Donna to say, we really need to pursue some type of action against her, meaning Carol. Hmm. I don't know why Donna and Jay had such a close relationship. Yeah, I don't know. Then in October of 2002, Jay tried to get an order of protection against Carol and it was denied. Mm-hmm. The judge said there wasn't enough evidence. Mm-hmm. According to court papers, Jay wrote, I honestly fear I am in danger of death and recounted a story in which he says he asked Carol, what happens if your husband shows up now? And she responded, dead bodies can't talk. Yeah. Shockingly, Jay and Carol didn't last. Oh, I know did. it sounded really nice. They did. But then Carol met Harold Baskin, whom she married in 2004. Kara, mm-hmm. let me tell you about their wedding. Please do. Their beach wedding. What do you think of when you think of a beach wedding? I think just ocean breeze, pretty earthy flowers. 
mm-hmm. just friends and family and loved ones around, mm-hmm. just pretty white dress and maybe some nice slacks with some suspenders and a bow tie. Mm. I mean, that's one way to go. Barefoot, yeah. maybe even. It seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did Carol envision? Well, Howard wore like a toga. It was like a tiger patterned toga. Mm. It was like caveman cosplay, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Zero kink shaming here. No. No. Mm. You got to watch this, though. He comes out to her on the beach. Okay. And then she has this He plastic. walks down the aisle second? Yeah, I think they just kind of joined. Okay, call. okay. She has a plastic bat, and she takes it and hits him over the head with it. And then he picks her up and throws her over his shoulder. He does? There's more. She puts a leash around his neck. Isn't that magical? I feel like the wind would blow and snap him in head. <laughs> she put a leash on him? Mm-hmm. Comes That's up. That's where they're, bonk, you're mine. Shoulder, leash, time. We are together. Forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Magical wedding. This is exactly what Randy Travis was singing about all those years ago. <laughs> so, listen, I was never one of those little girls who dreamed of her wedding. But, like, if someone had just told me that a caveman wedding was an option. Oh, totally. Maybe I would have been, you know. Maybe. That's how she became Carol Basket. They changed the Actually, name. I'm going to start a Pinterest board for Kelsey. Caveman um, weddings. If this is an option, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you should. You yeah. should. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. Right. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. 
Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So, what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. They changed the name of the Big Cat Sanctuary from Wildlife on Easy Street to Big Cat Rescue. Hmm. That is the journey that Carol Baskin has taken. This is where we are now. Now let's talk about the theories about Don Lewis. So one theory is that Don ran away. Mm -hmm. We know he wasn't happily married. Right. He traveled to Costa Rica regularly and had told family and friends that he was planning to eventually move there. He had a home there, a girlfriend there, Mm -hmm. a property manager. He did lots of business there. Right. In early 1997, Don had started transferring ownership of his Florida properties to a Costa Rican company he controlled. Carol said that Don was obsessed with sex and would fly to Costa Rica often to meet up with women, especially when she was on her period. Seems extreme. Yeah, to fly away when, I mean. Like you can't, I mean, if you're unwilling to have sex during that time of the month, Mm -hmm. you can't just wait for five days or whatever. There's other things you can do. Right. Don's van was found at a nearby nearby airport with its keys on the floorboard. It's interesting because Don owned a few planes and even flew them himself, although his private pilot license was suspended at this right. time. None of the airport employees reported seeing him, and there was no evidence that Don had taken off on a flight anywhere. Mm-hmm. But Carol suggested that it was possible he'd flown under the radar to avoid detection. But... None of his planes were missing, and neither of his passports were flagged. So it doesn't seem like right. he took a plane anywhere. It doesn't yeah. seem like he boarded a plane anywhere. Yeah. According to a pilot who flew the same type of plane that Don liked to fly, a flight to Costa Rica would have required him to stop and refuel three or four times. If he did that, no one saw him do that. There's no right. evidence of it happening at yeah. all. Yeah. He would have seen been seen at some point. Right. And again, none of Don's planes are missing, so... Mm-hmm. Police spent five days investigating Don's property in Costa Rica. They found evidence of Don's extramarital affairs and some questionable business practices. Mm -hmm. Two of his ocelots had been shipped out, but their whereabouts were unknown. Hmm. And they interviewed the girlfriend there, the property manager, other people he did business with. No one had seen him. No one knew anything. Right. Another theory is that a business associate killed Don. According to Joe Fritz, Don Lewis's lawyer, there's a rumor that Don was strangled in the back of an airplane and dumped out of the plane oh into the ocean. I yeah. didn't hear about this one. Yeah. That's their theory. They got on the plane, got over the ocean, and they strangled him and then dumped him He had heard this rumor from two different sources. So 48 Hours spoke again with a man who was a pilot with experience flying that kind of plane. Mm-hmm. And here's what he had to say about it. First of all... Imagine the struggle involved in strangling a 170-pound man in the passenger seat. Yeah. It's like a small plane. Mm-hmm. It's a small area. Then, if the plan was to push him out the door, that's a challenge. The slowest this airplane can fly is about 65 miles per hour. 
And that means the winds approaching hurricane strength would be pushing against this door to keep everything closed. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to open the door and then you have to keep it open and you'd have to somehow wrestle the body out of here without interfering with the flight controls. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. You can't. He says, bottom line, I guess you could do it, but there are easier ways to get rid of a body. Right. Which leads me to the last theory. Mm -hmm. Killed her husband. (laughs) Wait. Carol Baskin. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Carol killed Don. Uh, Theory. I'm not saying it's true. Allegedly. Allegedly. It only took a few days after Don vanished before Don's daughters publicly accused Carol of being involved in their father's disappearance. Everyone thought she was a little crazy, that Carol was a little crazy, based on things that Don had said. But also, according to Gladys, Don was planning to divorce Carol. Carol refutes Mm -hmm. this. Right. However, if Don and Carol had divorced, Carol stood to lose millions Mm -hmm. of dollars. Yep. Carol admits that Don mentioned divorce many times, but she never thought he was serious. The theory pushed by Don's children is that Carol killed Don and fed him to the tigers at the sanctuary. They said that she could have used meat grinders to, right, you know. Mm -hmm. And then investigators say that the meat grinder was removed from the sanctuary weeks before Don disappeared. That doesn't mean it couldn't have been used elsewhere. Right. And then Carol stated that if the tigers had eaten Don, there would still be human bones somewhere. What the? I don't know enough to know. But when police investigated, they found no signs of foul play at the Big Cat Sanctuary in Tampa. It's also been rumored that Don's body was put in a septic tank on the property, but the septic tank wasn't installed until long after Don had vanished. I mean, remember how Don had tried to get the restraining order and it was denied and yeah. gave a copy to Anne? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when he disappeared, Anne took it to the sheriff's office. And while she was there, the alarm went off back at Don's office. Mm -hmm. Turns out, Carol, her father, and a guy named Kenny Farr, F-A-R-R, who had been Don's handyman, had set off the alarm because they had broken into the office. When Anne got back to the office, she was like, everything was gone. Everything that was in my desk was gone, which includes Don's will and power of attorney. But police said that what Carol did was legal because she was his wife. Oh. But it's like, I don't know. Why break in? Yeah. If you're his wife, like, you didn't have a key. Mm, Yeah. But, okay, real quick, I want to mention this about. And also, how did they know Anne was leaving? They had to have been keeping I think they had to have been watching. I think that, Mm -hmm. too. They wanted her to be gone because they had to get it out of her desk. Yeah. And they couldn't just ask for it. And it's like, if you know that you can't just ask for it, like, you know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make sure I mention this because it comes up later. Kenny Farr, the guy who I mentioned that just helped Carol and her dad Uh break in, and he used to be Don's handyman. Later on, he would get divorced, and his ex-wife said he'd made several comments that led her to believe he was involved in Don's disappearance and murder. Oh, my God. He'd said things to her like, I'll put you in the grinder just like I did Don. And according to her, he knew Don was missing before it was actually reported. Oh, she reported all of this to the police after they were divorced. Kenny has called it an outlandish lie and denies any involvement. Hmm. Just keep it in mind because I'm going to come back to it later. Okay. What Carol did was technically not illegal because she was his wife. Right. But still, that's shady. The fact that she had to break in, like it kind of just shows yeah. that Don didn't trust her. Yeah. Carol says she wasn't doing anything shady. She was just worried that things might go missing Aww. since he's dead. Was she? Or since he's gone. And she wanted to make sure she got everything like those important documents. 
Mm. And let's talk about those documents. Mm. Don's will had recently been updated to say that if Don should ever disappear, his assets would go to Carol. Oh. Like it says disappear. Mm. So Chad Cronister, the Hillsbury County Sheriff, was like, who has ever had a will that talked about disappearance? Right. Usually a will talks about, you know, what happens when someone dies. Yeah. So Carol said it was worded that way because of Don's regular trips to Costa Rica. He would frequently disappear for several days at a time. What would he? I still think that's the weirdest thing to say. Yeah, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's. No, I think they backdated. They wrote a new one and backdated it. Yes. Or the whole thing was just forged. Yeah. And then there's the power of attorney that left Carol in charge of everything. It's been suggested suggested that Don's signature on both documents was forged. Yeah. Lenora LaPeter Anton. She's a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter and a CBS News consultant. Oh, good for her. Mm. She had four handwriting experts examine Don's signature on the power of attorney, and all of them said the signature didn't look authentic. Two of them said they felt it was traced from the 1991 marriage license between Don and Carol. Carol says the signatures were authenticated back in 1997, and they are real. Mm. More weird Carol behavior. (laughs) I love it so much. She started talking about the possibility that Don was suffering from dementia. What? She would be like, maybe he's somewhere and he just doesn't know where he is. And she said his mental health had been deteriorating, that he'd been rummaging in dumpsters and hoarding junk. According to Carol, he was often forgetful, and she suspected that Don was developing Alzheimer's disease. Oh, did she? According to Don's lawyer, who had been around Don frequently before he disappeared, Don had no memory problems. And that's backed up by a former business associate of Don's right. named Wendell Williams, who accused Carol of setting the stage for the dementia and Alzheimer's so police wouldn't question Don's disappearance too hard. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'll talk about this more. I don't know. I can't, I keep going back and forth on whether I think she was actually involved. But what I do know is that she is full of crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> on many levels. Um, okay. She's like a litter box. Of, <laughs> she's a bunch of crap. Her big cat's crap. All right. So she also floated the possibility that Don was in Mexico in jail, and that's why he hadn't called. She said in a news report, the only place I still haven't looked that I feel somewhat hopeful of being able to find him alive is going to be Mexico. And I don't know how hard or how long that'll take. Mm-hmm. She doesn't speak like that, kittens. though. Yeah, she, she just says like, the only place I still haven't looked that I feel somewhat hopeful of finding them is uh, it's going to be in Mexico. And I'm just, I just don't know how long or how hard that's going to be. Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Hi, I'm Carol Baskin. It's been two years since I've heard her speak. But I feel like that's a I really wish she would have worn an animal print today. <laughs> okay, so according to Don's family, mm-hmm. three weeks after Don vanished, Carol canceled his cell phone account. Did she? That's like the weirdest part for me. Three weeks? She's saying all this stuff about maybe he's still alive and he just maybe doesn't just know where he is. Girl. He's just so forgetful. He's got dementia. Um, and he cans- she cancels the cell phone account. Like the only way he could have have of reaching her yeah. or her reaching him after three weeks. Carol says, says, she states that this accusation about Don's family is false. They are, she said, liars. <laughs> okay, Carol. <laughs> Liar. When the case started getting news again after the release of Tiger King, Carol posted a statement on her website. She said the accusations that she had killed Don were absurd. <laughs> I never threatened him, and I certainly had nothing to do with his disappearance. No, she, wrote. she didn't. 
When he disappeared, I did everything I could do to assist the police. Did she? Did she? Hmm. Initially, police agreed. Carol was cooperative, although she did refuse to take a polygraph test in 2011, saying, it wouldn't benefit me in any shape or form. It wouldn't vindicate me. It wouldn't keep you from filing charges against me. I'm not going to do a polygraph test. Now, as much as I dislike Carol Baskin, I don't know that I disagree with anything she said there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, polygraph tests, they never They don't hold up in court. No. And they never help you. Like, even if you pass one, then that's just like, well, okay, she's we'll studying too else. hard to. Yeah, but if you yeah. fail one, then your life is over. screwed. Listen, I've mentioned this before. I'd fail one any given day for any reason because I just. I get so what, anxious. Yeah, yeah, I would get so much anxiety over it. Now, today, Carol encourages people to take a look at her online diary. You can go watch her YouTube video. Oh my God, which the Tiger King used to, he somehow got a hold of pages from her diary and would sit there and read them. Well, this is like her online video diary. It's meant for public consumption and saying it includes all the facts about the case. Here's what she has to say. I put links to court documents and conversations I had with police and all that information about the will and power of attorney being authenticated by three different firms who actually dealt with the original documents, she explains. So that's what you'll find in the diary. And in the article I read, it was linked to YouTube. So I'll put that link in the notes. But when I Googled, I also found a podcast by Carol that appears to be her reading of her diary. So I'll put that link in too, but I swear if you all start listening to Carol Baskin over us, Mm -hmm. it's over. I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. It's just going to be very bad for you. So don't do that. Don't, don't leave us. Um, It's important to note, police have never named Carol Baskin as a suspect, which is absurd. No evidence of Lewis being murdered has surfaced, but investigators believe it is unlikely that he disappeared on his own. Lewis left behind over $5 million mm-hmm. in assets. And Sheriff Cronister finds this highly suspicious. He's like, what wealthy person? And we believe that he was worth somewhere between 5 and $7 million. Yeah. Some estimate it could be as high as twenty, but we can confirm 5 to $7 million. What wealthy person have you ever met that fled but left their wealth behind? Yeah. That's not all he left behind. He had a relationship with his daughters and son, and he left them behind. Yeah. And he didn't include them in his will. Yeah, that's weird. Very weird. There are a lot of wild theories surrounding this case, especially since the release of Tiger King. But Sheriff Cronisher says he's confident about one thing. Don Lewis didn't just disappear. The only theory I feel confident in is that he was killed, he says. Now, who did it or how it was done? That's the missing piece of this entire investigation. Well, yeah. I'm like, no kidding. Yeah, bud. Well, you have it solved by now. <laughs> if we could just figure out who did it and why? We had this thing solved. It's like, yeah, that's how these the things what? work. The when. Good job. Where, why, how. <laughs> so, oh Carol Baskin does have a theory. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. About if Don was murdered, if. Here's who she thinks is behind it. Who do you think? Uh, Tiger King. In Carol's diary on YouTube, she, she suggests that Don's ex-wife, Gladys, might be wrong to look at. I just like, Carol, can you just not be you? <laughs> you just not. She wants to point the finger at Gladys because Gladys and her children were like, well, these are the things we were told. She said, Gladys Lewis Cross, the kid's mom, had tried to kill She Don. called her out by all her names. Mm-hmm. We don't want any confusion about which Gladys she's referring to. She had tried to kill Don on at least three occasions that he told me about. I'm sorry. 
Gladys Lewis crossed the kid's mom. She had tried to have him guilt on three. She kind of like laughs as she talks the whole time. <laughs> she had tried to kill Don on at least three occasions that he told me about you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> she said Gladys was mad because of Don's constant cheating and that she had sued Don for a million dollars after the divorce but lost. Hmm. In the video, Carol says, could she have been so angry over not getting a million dollars more that she thought she could get that she would kill Don in a last-ditch effort to recover the money she felt he owed her for all of her suffering? She's an idiot. I can't... St- I just... Like, her voice makes me so mad. Um, Carol also suggests that Gladys may be trying to frame her. Oh, my God. And then I put, Carol is ridiculous. Yeah. For what it's worth, John Phillips, Gladys' attorney, says, Everybody in this family, including Miss Gladys, categorically denies having anything or any information about Don Lewis's death, Don Lewis's disappearance, or many of the other lies that Carol Baskin has expressed in her videos. Oh, my God. Carol has made the most of the fame that she has gained from Tiger King. She was on Dancing with the Stars, and she just came out. Oh, my God. With a new documentary on Discovery Plus called Carol Baskin's Cage Fight. (laughs) Carol looks so disappointed in the world. (laughs) Watch If Alive. Is this like a UFC? God, I hope so. You compete to be the one that gets to beat the crap out of Carol. (laughs) I'm going. I'm going. In. If alive, Don Lewis would be 83 years old, about 5 foot 10 inches tall, and 170 pounds. If you have any promising leads, the Hillsborough Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office can be reached at 813-247-8200. Now, just to give you the most up-to-date information I can find, on December 29th, 2021, which is just a couple weeks ago, there was an interview with celebrity attorney Ken Spiro, 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 who was hired by Don's daughters to figure out what had happened to him. And remember that story earlier about Kenny Farr and his ex-wife and the thing she had to say their ex-husband had said to her? Mm -hmm. Spiro, Spiro has been investigating this for a month. I think it's Spiro. It sounds And he says that her story is credible. He says there are witnesses to corroborate it, but he can't give much info because it's an ongoing investigation. Hmm. Hmm. There's also a homicide detective in Hillsborough County, Detective Garcia, who talked to 48 Hours, and he doesn't seem to think Carol is as cooperative as she says she is. He says she does a lot of interviews where she says the sheriff's office hasn't even reached out to her, which isn't true. They've approached her multiple times, and she says no. According to Garcia, the only people who have refused to be interviewed are Carol Baskin and Kenny Farr. Oh. Mm. In an interview with TMZ, Carol said she has nothing new to tell detectives and won't speak to investigator Garcia on the advice of her lawyer. But she did email 48 Hours saying that Trish Farr Payne, which is Kenny's Uh ex-wife, she said Trish's story is false. Alex Spiro says he has seen no credible evidence that the Lewis family has anything to do with Don Lewis's disappearance. What do you think? I think that she hired somebody to do it. That far guy. I just keep thinking she doesn't seem smart enough to have murdered him and gotten away with yeah. it. None of these people do really. Like if your hitman is a guy who goes home and like, Mentions to his wife right away that yep. Don's missing before yep. it's even been reported and makes several threatening comments to her. Right? He's gonna do that the same seems thing. weird too. Yeah. But 
I also don't think he's alive, and I don't think he's in Costa Rica. No, like, I don't think it, I think he's dead. And I keep coming back to the thing that really got me is the fact that he left all that money. Right. Unless he had millions of dollars also stashed wherever, Costa Rica or wherever, I really think that he... So that, like, five right. million was nothing, like, he can leave. Yeah. Or maybe he thought, I'm leaving, so I'm just going to leave this five million dollars, like... It could go to my kids or it can right. go I have to the cat billion or... that I've hidden in Costa Rica. I'll just build off of that and continue to run crazy businesses. And I just also think I don't know by now if he's yeah. still alive. I don't think that he is. I just don't know. If, I can't decide if Carol killed him. But I'll tell you what. TikTok will tell you. I'm not a fan. Unless she is a ridiculous I opinion. I, it is not my opinion that she's a ridiculous person. Oh, yeah. That's a known fact. And there's it is a fact that I dislike her. Mm. But allegedly she killed her husband right i just don't know i agree mm-hmm. i really hoped that i would get through the research of this and be like i have made a decision no i haven't but if you all have made a decision Please after hearing this yeah come let us know let um, us know we love hearing from you you can find all the ways to contact us in the show notes yep um but our favorite way is probably if you join the facebook group if you're going to comment on episodes and stuff it's, it's so very fun. interactive thanks for listening we love you all we love you so much goodbye goodbye